Welcome to the Our Infinite God podcast. This podcast exists to encourage the local church to right thinking and right actions by meditating on God. We believe that right understanding of our infinite God will give us a clearer picture of everything else. My name is Alex Cook. My name is Philip Long. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Hey, Alex. Hey. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Good. Your voice sounds all right right now. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm getting over a cough, and so hopefully my voice will uh, stay with me. It's motivation for us to be uh, concise. Yeah. That's good. Well, this is another episode of Our Infinite God, and so we said last time we were going to try to dive into an attribute of God today. Yeah. Uh, so you excited about that? Yeah, absolutely. Good. I wanted to introduce this topic by looking just one verse or two verses out of Jeremiah 9. This is Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, because I just I find so much um, motivation here in, in what we're for, for what we're doing. Jeremiah 9, 23, 24 says, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands mm. and knows me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. That's good. And I just find so much um, encouragement there that what what we should really be boasting about, well, like what we should be seeking after and desiring, not the riches of the world, not, not wisdom, uh, not the things that the world so often says are worth pursuing, but that we would know God. And that's really what we're trying to do here. That's what this podcast is about. And that's what really our lives are about is knowing God better. So that's, that I think is a good place for us to start. So yeah, absolutely. Um, one attribute so that we can figure this out today, right? Just yeah. one. We're taking one. Alex. Just one. Just one. Okay. Is that God is infinite. Okay. That has nothing to do with the name of the church. <laughs> Everything to do with it. At least that's, there's a, a, a connection. So we've called this podcast, uh, our infinite God. Okay. We go to infinity church. Um, so start us off, Alex. What do we mean when we say that God is infinite? Okay, so three things that um, we can talk about here. One is God is infinite in all his attributes. Right. And so He um, he's not limited by his attributes, but we as limited people can view God and we use categories to define God, like uh, God is good, God is holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in those different ways that we describe God, he's infinite. So his goodness is infinite. His yeah. holiness is infinite. That's one way. Another way is God is infinite in time and place. Right. And so, and we can talk about that more later, how God is everywhere. He sees everything mm-hmm. in all places, all time. And then another way is that God is infinite in his incomprehensibility. There you go. Incomprehensible. Um, And so we as limited people, as limited creatures, um, yeah, we're limited. And so in God's limitless. And so we can't fully know him. Right. Just just because he is infinite. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, let's take those and kind of unpack that just a little bit more. So the first thing you said was he's infinite in all of his attributes. And... um, you know, to some degree, we want to make sure we keep coming back to Scripture, and say where where you know, where is this founded? We want to ground all these things in the Scripture, 
because that's where we know everything. Um, so one example, uh, Psalm 147.5 says, Great is our Lord, and abundant in power, and his understanding is beyond measure. So we just said, God, whatever, whatever God is, he is infinitely that. So two examples mm-hmm. here, he's abundant in power. He, there, God has all power. There is no power beyond what God has. So God has all the power there is. Same with his understanding or his knowledge, his wisdom. He is infinite in all those things. There's a point in Jeremiah where uh, Jeremiah's kind of asking some questions about God's plans and different things. Jeremiah 32, and in verse 27, God says to Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? And that's kind of getting to that 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 reality of God being infinite. There's mm-hmm. nothing too hard. There's no power. There's nothing yeah. beyond God. So that's that's critical. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then another way we can look at him being infinite is um, without measure. Right. Without time and place. And so Job eleven seven through nine says, "Can you find out the deep things of God?" Can you find out the limit of the Almighty? It is higher than the heaven. What can you do? Deeper than death, Sheol, what can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. And so this shows us how God is infinite, not just... So growing up, I always knew that God was infinite. That's what they told me, you know, in Sunday school, going to church. And I always kind of viewed it as like a number line. Yeah. You, you know, start at zero and you go to infinity and God just keeps on going to infinity. But it was, I remember not too terribly long ago that I came to the realization as God is that he's not only infinite along that timeline, but at every single number on that timeline, he's infinite in fullness. Yeah. yeah. Going up, going down, going out. And so God is not only infinite in his existence, but he's also infinite in his fullness. Right, right. So time, place, all of it is infinite. And I think, if I could jump in on that, that yeah. his measurelessness, we, we as, it's almost hard for us to get our heads around. I mean, it is, by definition, God being infinite. We We're can't limited. Yeah. But one of the things we do as limited beings is we measure things. So think of all the different things that we measure. Like, we have a clock in the room. We, yeah. we have a gas gauge on our car. We have uh, budgets for our money. And those are all ways that we control things or seek to control things. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're trying to measure it so we can be in control. We can't do that with God. He is immeasurable. So we can't look to the beginning or the end or above or below God. He is measureless. So yeah. it's infinite. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, he's, well, the last, the last of the three things you said about God being infinite is he's incomprehensible. So Isaiah 40, 28 have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the earth, the, the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Uh, so I don't know if I'm still in your quote, but you mentioned this one time when we were together. We could sooner fill the oceans of the world in a teacup than understand God. Mm. And I think that's that's what we're trying to understand here and talk about. Well, yeah, we are like a teacup. Right. God is the ocean. Yeah, just being poured into that teacup. Yeah. And we just get a glimpse of it. But We yeah. just comprehend a little bit of that. Right. That we can fill up in that teacup. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Now, we, we are approaching this attribute in part because it's the name of our church and what we named the podcast. It's a good place to start, though. It is a good place to start. <laughs> uh, we described this as a, uh, one person described it as a meta attribute in the sense that it, 
helps us understand kind of the big picture. We're talking about lots of different attributes here. Um, but specific to our church, one of the verses we put on a lot of things is Ephesians 3.20. So you were yeah. here when this church started. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about Ephesians 3.20. Okay, yeah. So um, well, I'll read it from the ESV. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can... Abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. And so a lot of times we have it written down to, to, to put that infinite word yeah. in there for yeah. infinity. Um, like NLT uh, has it, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Yeah, we, we put this on stuff at our church. Which is good. It's this is a good truth of scripture. Mm-hmm. There is a danger in misunderstanding this verse. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. God does work infinitely more than we could ask or imagine. Yeah. But a lot of times, um, we can incorrect, incorrectly think that He is only talking about wealth and health, mm-hmm. and that's just not the case. Uh, we can look at scripture and see that, you know, every one of the disciples. Didn't go on to live a healthy, wealthy life. <laughs> right. And so, and even Christ himself, he came and lived in poverty and was tortured to death for our sins. And so, he does give us infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. But we are limiting God when we are only thinking of the terms of health and prosperity. Right. And so... Um, I think what's key here is to look at the text. I mean, look at what the verse says. It says, he does this according to the power at work within us. And so if we're in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit in us. If if we understand who the Holy Spirit is, that's God himself yeah. is inside of us working. And God by nature is infinite. We have an infinite supply of God working in us to change us, to keep us saved. Mm-hmm. And, and that is... That's really the most important thing in this verse is that the Holy Spirit's working in us. It's not about that we can get for ourselves, but it's more about what God's doing through us. And it's, 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 it's an infinite work. Right, right. And so he does far more or abundantly or infinitely more than we ask, which praise God for that because sometimes we don't even know what to ask. Yeah. He does more. And like you said, it's for his glory and by the Holy Spirit. And just to... Um, the very next verse of Ephesians 3.21 is to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So again, getting to God's being infinite, every generation, etc. But it's all for his glory. So he's not going to do in us and for us what isn't for his glory. He's going to do it all. Yeah, and I mean, we can go down a rabbit trail because, um, you know, basically I pointed out how this isn't a verse for the prosperity gospel. Yeah. But also, we don't believe in the poverty gospel either. Right. God does bless us, and sometimes that could be wealth yep. for His glory. Yeah. And anytime we do, I mean, the bills that I've paid this month are by His grace. Yeah. Like, he, that, that is a gift He has given me. Yep. All good things are gifts from God. Yep. Yep. That's good. All right. So that's a little bit about the definition of God being infinite. Uh, let me jump to the next, next thing I got here. Creation. I mean, surely if God is infinite, he would put around us some, some signposts yeah. to point to God being infinite. So what yeah. do you think? How does, how does creation point to God being infinite? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if we believe in creation, 
just by the the definition, what we've labeled it, creation, right. there must be a creator. Right. And God has left his fingerprints on creation to point to two things, that it is created, therefore mm-hmm. there is a creator, but then also it, it reflects who he is. It's an echo, yeah. it's a whisper of who God is. And it's just amazing the world we live in. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's so the huge. universe we live in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I was looking, I just Googled, like, okay, what's the, uh, uh, how big's the universe? And just from Earth to the end of the universe is 46 billion light years. Mm. And so that's how long it takes to get to the beach when you have three kids. That's, <laughs> yes. That's what it feels like. That's anyway. how long it took me to get for Thanksgiving. Yes, I remember that. 46 billion light years. No, um, so just to define that, a, a, a light year is if you could travel at the speed of light right. for one year. Right. That's a distance. Yeah. If you could travel at the speed of light for a year. 365 days. That's 24 hours a day. Yep. That's a light year. So if you did that for 46 billion years, mm-hmm. you could get just to the edge yeah. of the universe. That's big. That's crazy. And so, okay, so there's one way to look at it, just how big it is. And that's not even the the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's just as far as we can see. Right. The end of the known universe. Yeah. And Okay, so that's one way to look at it. Another way is this. So I looked up this morning. Uh, the galaxy we live in is called the Milky Way Galaxy. Mm-hmm. How many stars are in the Milky Way Galaxy? A few. Give or take. It said <laughs> give or take 150. Um, it's 250 billion stars. <laughs> Not 250 million. Yeah. 250 billion stars. And it galaxy. says give or take yeah. 100 billion. <laughs> for its accuracy, but still, yeah. even the 250 billion stars just in our galaxy. How many galaxies are there? Did you look that up? Yeah, I did. So, how many galaxies are there in the known universe? A hundred billion galaxies, and each one of those galaxies holds billions of stars. Hmm. Some of those galaxies hold a trillion stars. That's crazy. It's just mind blowing. We right. cannot comprehend. Right. And so, here's the thing. God created all of this. But see, we looked at it from a big view, but every single one of those stars, every single one of those galaxies, he put together, he knit together atoms and molecules to hold all those stars together. And so not only does God know how big the universe is, he knows the details on every single star. Wow. It's just just mind-blowing how big God is in, in this universe that he's created. And so, and for him, it's not a burden to see mm-hmm. those things. We, I'd get overwhelmed just thinking about right. you driving to the beach with three kids. Yes. But, but God, he holds all this, and he's not burdened by this. Yeah. And it is just, so just this, the essence of where we live and the science, like science and what we know about the galaxies, galaxies and the universe, it points to how big God really is. Mm-hmm. Creation points to it. That's good. Yeah, and I, which it says something about the point of the universe, right? If if the point if we were the point of the universe, why would there be galaxies that far away? You know, yeah. it the the universe isn't about us. It's about this God. It's about yeah. our infinite God. It's about how majestic He is and all of His glory. And the, the vastness of the universe is just one thing that helps us point to that. Yeah, and I've heard 
like John Piper talk about that. People go to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and it's not because they can be made much of. Mm-hmm. They don't go to the Grand Canyon to be like, man, I'm so great. <laughs> yeah. They go to the Grand Canyon just to forget themselves, just for a yeah. second. Yeah. That's why people go to the beach. That's why people seek out uh, majesty. Yeah, seek, yeah, yeah, like on a clear night. Mm-hmm. Go and look at the stars. And when you can actually see the Milky Way galaxy yeah. on a clear night, it's just mind-blowing. And you just temporarily forget who you are, and you're just in awe right. of creation, which points to God. Yep. And, um, yeah, and that, that really is the point of it. God created us to glorify Him. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we have peace when we, we do that. Yeah, amen. That's, that's awesome. So we talked about how... God is incomprehensible uh, or not able to be fully known. So how can we even be having this conversation if we can't fully understand who God is in all his, in in full breadth and length? Right, right. Yeah, that's an important question for us to be asking because if we're even talking about God, I mean, how can we understand him? And I think the only way that we can know God is that he has chosen to reveal himself to us. So it's not that we are just mm. searching out God on our own efforts and power because we would never we would never get there. And so um, I, I've heard somebody use the illustration of, you know, it's not that it's not like we're just out in search of somebody famous or important. You know, if I was trying to seek out um, a famous movie star, or a famous athlete or something, it would require a lot of work in my effort. Mm-hmm. It, what work on my part that I have to put in the effort to go find them. But I, I could I could find them. It's not it's not like that. It's more like somebody who's within a story. So take, you know, Frodo, written by Tolkien, or yeah. Harry Potter, written by uh, J.K. Rowling. The, the only way they could know the author of their story is if the author writes into the story about who they are. Yeah. Because it's within a story. And so we are creator, create creatures created by the creator. So the only yeah. way we can know him is that he has revealed himself to us. So yep. the two primary ways he's done that is he gave us his word, is the Bible, mm-hmm. is God's word, so we can know him because he wrote it down. Yep. And secondly, he didn't just send, you know, his word, prophets, teachers. He came as a person. He came in the flesh in mm-hmm. Jesus. And that's why we celebrate in the incarnation. So we can know God because he has chosen to reveal himself to us. Yep. And so with that, he's given us just that teaspoon enough to know, man, He's infinite, mm-hmm. and so we're, we're seeking him out, but only to the degree that he has already revealed himself to us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, God has revealed himself through creation and his special revelation. Right. All right, so because God is infinite, what does that do to our understanding of sin? What does, us, what does it mean for us to sin against an infinite <clears throat> God? Yeah, so that's huge. Um, especially, get it, infinite? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Great dad joke right there. Um, yeah, especially in our culture, um, we don't have a healthy understanding of who God is. And so we don't have a healthy understanding of our sin. Right. Um, and yeah, and those who aren't Christians, those who don't see God with the Bible, especially in our culture, um, sin's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? And they don't grasp who God is, and so they don't think it's a big deal. But um, I've heard a preacher use this illustration, and he said, um, okay, suppose there was a, a roach that scurries by, I, and I step on it, and I kill it. 
Well, nobody's going to take me to jail for that. Mm -hmm. In fact, most people will be like, thank you. Thank you, Alex. (laughs) Uh, Kill them all. And so what if uh, after that a cat comes by and I shoot a cat? Well, some people who are dog lovers who will be like, well, I don't care. That was about like a roach. No, I'm just kidding. So um, killing a cat, that more some consequences. People, yeah, yeah, there'd be more consequences to that. If a dog comes by, I shoot it. Well, then everybody's going to be mad yeah. that I killed a dog. Um, and then a horse. Yeah. If I went and shot a horse, then I might even go to jail yeah. for that. Right. Um, and probably should for killing a dog, too. But the consequences would be worse with a horse. Yeah. And then if I killed a human, right, I would go to jail, possibly die for it, and rightfully so. Um, the consequences, the punishment for each of those things is greater depending on the value mm-hmm. that we give it. Yep. And so if God is of infinite value, then our punishment to him is forever. It's infinite. And so our sin is not a light thing. No. One sin deserves infinite amount of punishment. Hmm. And so it's a heavy thing. Yep. Yeah, it, it definitely affects the way we view our sin. Yeah, I thought illustration is so helpful because you're right. We, we view God, our, our culture tends to view God small, <laughs> to, be, to be small oh, yeah. and not holy. And so if we if we so can, can get, minimize the sin, yeah, minimize the sin. If we if we can get our mind around a little bit how God, big God is, it helps us to see how big sin is, and so we can work our way. Yeah, and there's that's good. Appreciate that. Okay, so how does our view of heaven change knowing that God is infinite? Yeah, that's good. And we you made reference to this I think in the last episode that we there's a kind of a false idea of heaven being boring just like sitting on clouds yeah. and playing harps and stuff yeah and now we now that we've kind of unpacked this attribute of god a little bit more if god's infinite and he is then man heaven won't be boring we we are yeah. finite creatures and we can't fully know him it's going to take an eternity to know him yeah like an infinite amount of time in the positive direction and somehow i mean we can't get our minds around this, this is kind of making my head spin thinking about it but Heaven's not going to be just like, okay, I figured it all out. Yeah. Like, have you ever been somewhere boring? Like, I remember as a kid going on these vacations and, you know, this cabin or whatever. And, like, for the first couple of days, it's really interesting. Yeah. But then you kind of do it all. Like, yeah. Like, everything that's there. It's familiar. And it's familiar. And you're like, okay, I'm done. When are we going home? Or going to do something else, you know? Yeah. And it's like I give my kids, you know, a Legos or something. And they play with it for a little while and they get bored with it. Mm-hmm. God's not... We can't reach the end of it. We can't yeah. see it all. We can't play with it with all the Legos. Like there, there is an infinite God to be explored and know and, and understood, and rejoiced in and worshipped and celebrated. And so there'll never be an end to our delight. Never be an end to the joy. Yeah. And we we start to get a taste of that if we consider that God is infinite. Mm. So I think that's helpful. Yeah. Um. So one thing with all of God's attributes, we want to make sure we think about is Jesus. What, what does this mean for Jesus? How, how does Jesus fit into this? He's God, but is he infinite? I mean, he was here for a while. How does that fit in? Yeah, so, well, I'll just say it bluntly. If Jesus is not infinite, mm-hmm. then we are dead in our sins. Yeah. And and so I'm a big math person, yep. you know, uh, a math major, 
And so I look at the, I look at a lot of things kind of through the lens of math. Yeah, it's helpful. And so for me, like a simple equation, it's like, okay, so God's infinite. Do mm-hmm. like the infinite symbol. Yep. And so we sin against him, which I just hit on. And so our debt to him is we deserve an infinite amount of punishment. Yeah. And so we can never pay that off. It would literally take us an eternity right. to pay off the debt to God. I mean, that's what hell is. Yep. Is literally taking eternity to pay off the debt to God for our sin. And so the good news is that's the gospel. Jesus Christ right. paid it all on the cross. Amen. And so where we're in negative infinity, Christ comes with positive infinity. Mm. And so if Christ is not worth an infinite amount, meaning if he's not God, then we're still dead in our sins. Right. That means that Jesus would not be good enough to pay for our sins if he's not God. And that's, that's the reason we kind of draw the lines, or we do draw the lines with Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, is because they don't say that Jesus is God. Right. And so they're dead in their sins because the, the way they view God, the idol that they've created, is that he's not worth enough to pay for our sins. Mm. And so God is holy, God is, is righteous, God is infinite in value, and our sin against him deserves an infinite amount of punishment. And so Jesus is of infinite value, so he paid it all. Yep. And so yep. we, we don't stand condemned mm. if we're standing with Christ. But here's the good news. is like he just didn't pay our debt and stop there. Right. He keeps going, and he gives us grace. We don't deserve to live with God. We don't deserve to go mm-hmm. to heaven. We don't deserve to have all these gifts that he gives us. Yep. But he pays our debt. And then gives us more than we deserve. Right. He doesn't just bring us back up to, to zero, to neutral. Yeah. He, he gives us so much far more abundantly than we can ask. Yeah. And yeah. I could, like, nerd out on infinite. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, depending on how fast you accelerate to infinity, you can have a positive or negative infinite question. So all the math teachers will geek out on that. Yeah. How you can explain God's wrath and God's uh, deity through math. That's good. I appreciate that you uh, think the audience for this podcast is enough that there would be multiple math teachers listening uh, and appreciating. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. My wife will understand, and she'll appreciate that. Okay, so your turn. Yeah. What difference does it make in our lives that God is infinite? Yeah, that's good. And I, uh, as we've kind of been preparing for this, uh, th- so it's been kind of on the forefront of my mind, <laughs> To think about how infinite God is makes me all the more aware of how not infinite, how finite, how limited I am. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't know what it is, but I seem to be more aware of that every day. So I don't know if it's just you know ministry, you know, trying to do things around the house. Yeah, three kids, foster kids, whatever. I'm just super aware that I can't get done everything I need to get done. Mm-hmm. I run out of energy. Uh, and need to sleep, like our sleep is a sign that we aren't God. <laughs> yeah, we we need to rest and recover because we don't have an infinite amount of energy. Mm. I don't have an infinite amount of time. I got this. I never make it to the end of my to do list at the end of the day, or month, or year. Like there's always more that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I and I never get it done. Um, and so there is a humility when we come to the Bible and we see all these ways that we've described that God is infinite. You know, he's, he's infinite in his, all of his attributes. He's infinite in time and place. He's not fully comprehensible. 
man, it just makes us go, wow, Yeah, I'm not him. <laughs> Praise yeah. God that he is. So one, humility, that, that I'm not God. And two, worship. Worship God that he is infinite. All the things I desperately need, like all, all that I'm trying to accomplish or do, whatever, I can't do it on my own. I absolutely need the God who is the source of all mm. power, wisdom, might, time, all of it. I need him to save me because if it were not for his being infinite, he, he, I, I couldn't do this on my own. And uh, I love Jen Wilkinson's illustration of, uh, you know, so I'll, I'll bring it to me. So March 2nd, 1989 at 12.50 in the morning, yeah, you know, uh, some doctor in Mobile, Alabama declared it's a boy, seven pounds, 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. And all of that is another way of saying this isn't God. <laughs> you can measure this yeah. human being. I can see the front of him, the end of him, the top, the bottom. I, there was a moment in time before yeah. he existed, and here now he exists. And so all that says, I'm not God. Yeah. And we need a God who is God, who is infinite. Yeah. And so I'm not him, and he is. And so that. Uh, but also it gives us comfort. Absolutely. absolutely. Knowing that. Um, we're not trusting in something finite. Mm-hmm. Like we as Christians, our trust is in the infinite God yeah. of all creation. And so there's literally nothing bigger than God that yeah. we are trusting in. Right. There, like right. there's no other bigger God that's going to come and knock him down. Yeah. That I mean, and, and it, it's it's foolish and it's funny. Well, not really funny, but but that's what we tend to do. You know, we put our trust in things yep. that are limited. Right. And then when they break down, which they do, we get frustrated. Yep. And so we have the greatest confidence that we can put our trust in the limitless creator that he'll, he'll never fail. He'll never break down. Yep. He'll never fall apart. That's good. That's good. And that is I mean, such a comfort, man, because without it, we'd be, we'd be constantly in fear. Mm. And I think when we are in fear, it just shows our lack of knowledge, our lack of understanding, our lack of faith. Trusting yeah. that he really is in control. And if he's infinite, there's nothing that's going to stop his purposes. That's right. All right, man. That was All good. Right. I appreciate yeah. that. You've uh, helped me understand God better today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help. Yeah, good. All right, well, until next time, dwell on our infinite God. Mm-hmm.